everyone, one and all, and welcome to a very special Brucey bonus episode of No Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and what I thought I'd do today, guys, is I would do a quick review of the first WWE Stadium pay-per-view slash premium event here in the UK. And that's right, guys, I'm going to be doing my review of Clash of the Castle 2022. Now, this event was an event that was held in Cardiff and Wales at the um, former Millennium Stadium, which held the FA Cup from 2001 to 2007, uh, before, obviously, the old Wembley and the new Wembley was built. And it's now known as the Prince of Palatey Stadium, and it was quite cool to have it in this stadium because you can see with the epic crowd, the size of the crowd, and I think... Um, it helped put over the importance and the magnitude of this big event, considering it's been 30 years since we had a proper stadium show over here in the UK via the WWE, with the last event being SummerSlam 1992. And that event was main evented by Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog. And what I'm going to be doing now then, guys, is telling you guys about the matches and then giving my quick thoughts and feelings about the matches where I'll be talking about my MVP and match of the night too because as much as this is going to be a quick review I still want to give my MVP and match of the night and the first match we had was between Bailey, Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus Asuka, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I mean for us first match guys this match was great I mean the crowd were amazing by hey hey Bailey, ooh Ah, and it was just cool to see Bailey. Obviously, you can see in herself she loved the crowd singing the song and she loved the crowd uh, doing it, but it was just great the way that she would heal it up and every time she got back into the ring, the crowd would then start singing again, but then she would instantly go out the ring and then you get the booze and stuff. And I just think as well, obviously, you didn't really want that reaction because it's Bailey and you wanted to be cast as the biggest hill and you want Bianca Belair and stuff to be known as the biggest face but I felt for me it worked because besides obviously Chicago and Toronto for example and and Philadelphia if you want to think of the, the smart fans uh, basically the UK are the smart fans and they're the ones who created the whole hey hey Bailey thing that has gone on to have a life of its own and I think it's really really cool that the crowd carried it on here and stuff and having the 60,000 plus people there like also as well singing the song too just shows just how good of a crowd that they are where a lot of the time with a stadium show the crowd noise kind of goes up or I think having the roof obviously closed and also as well having such a great crowd was able to have the the sound of the crowd work so well and the, and the ambience of the crowd noise too you were able to hear it in the stadium, but also as well at home too. Because uh, I remember listening to a review of the show and they were, and one of the comments that someone said was, obviously when he was there in the stadium, it was loud and amazing. It was really cool that the crowd were able to be heard on TV too. And it was a good match with some hard-hitting hard stuff. I mean, the 
tandem of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky were fantastic. And it was quite crazy as well to have um, Bianca Belair lose because I think at the same time it also works because uh, it's one of those things that Bianca Belair is so uh, protected and a loss would work really, really well because then it will then help start off the feud between Bailey and Bianca Belair where before the match happened, you saw the replay of five weeks ago when Bailey, Dakota Kai and the EO Sky came back to basically fight against and start their rivalry with Bianca Belair. And I think with it being Bailey being her first challenger, it works to that storyline and it'll be really cool to see both women uh, go on to have matches because Bianca Belair is amazing, Bailey's amazing and having both women together, they'll go on to have such great matches and I'm looking forward to hopefully in the either next Big Four pay-per-view of WWE's version of the Big Four, it'll be cool to hopefully have a Bianca Belair versus Bailey match. But if the match is, is on a non-Big Four pay-per-view, then expect it to be on a Wrestling of the Month because hopefully the match will be so good that I want to talk about it for you guys on the podcast. And the next match we had, guys, was Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC Championship. Now, this match, guys, was, I thought, was fantastic. I mean, both men were hard-hitting. I mean, after the first two minutes, you saw Sheamus's chest was just bright red. The crowd were behind Sheamus because, obviously, I know technically he's from Southern Ireland, not Northern Ireland, so it's a bit different. But, in a sense, he's our guy. It's all part of the whole island and stuff, and with Ireland as well, too. And it's just... One of those cool things it helped put over the brutality of Gunther. You were able to put over the hard-hittingness of Sheamus. And what was even more crazy was that even before the match even happened, you had the Brawling Brutes and returning Imperium, because now they've got a newest member to Imperium, that the other two guys besides Gunther and um, Sheamus, it's really hard to... No, I, at one second, I was about to call him Walter, um, that you actually had... The other guys like fighting each other and stuff, and then they all went to the back and everything else. So you only just had Sheamus versus Gunther, and it was just really cool just to see them have this hard hitting, brutal match. And I thought I love the way that Gunther won with a massive lariat because it shows that with the force of the arm going across his chest and his um, neck and stuff, that that's what helped him win because it puts over the brutality of the match because throughout the entire match Sheamus was taking chop after chop after chop after chop and I think fighting against someone like Sheamus works so well because of his pale body you can just see the brutality and just the pure bruises and the red of just the stiffness and the chops of Gunther and it's just really cool just to see them A putting over the IC Championship in such a great way that this was the first pay-per-view it's been on since WrestleMania 37 I believe yeah, WrestleMania 37 Night 2, um, it put over the great testicular fortitude and toughness of Sheamus, and it also put over the brutality and just the pure just toughness and greatness of Gunther, because it's one of those things that if you've never seen any of his independent matches or his NXT or NXT UK matches, I think this match puts over and just shows you and showcases just how good Gunther is. That I believe if people were a bit kind of like, I'm not so sure about Gunther, this will make you a fan because Gunther is amazing. And for me, Gunther is someone who I think should be propelled to the top and who I hopefully will either beat Roman Reigns' reign or be someone who will go on to become a future world champion as either the Universal or WWE world champion. So Gunther is awesome. 
And the next match we had, guys, was between Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, this, this match was all right. It wasn't the best match ever. Liv Morgan won. And it'll be interesting to see what Liv Morgan goes on to in the future. And what, by having Shayna Baszler go back to more of her ways back in NXT, it will be really, really cool just to see just how far that these two women will go on in the WWE. And the next match we had, guys, was between Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Well, the crowd were really good for this match as well because you had the crowd when Edge came out. They were singing along to Metal Ingus and you can hear them like sing along to the words and sing along to the song and I thought that was really, really cool. I mean, the match for what it was was good. It wasn't the best match ever. Um, Rey Mysterio won... Um, Ray and Edge won the match and stuff, and then he had um, Dominic Mysterio come in, and then he gives uh, Ray Mysterio a low blow. Then you would have Ray Edge go like, "What are you doing, Dominic? Like, why are you giving your dad a, a low blow?" And then you had um, then Dominic Mysterio then give a big clothesline to Edge, and then you see Finn Balor, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest. The Judgment Day. And they're all just laughing at them as well. And then you just see Dominic leave. And it's kind of like that cool thing of what's going to happen now. And just see what's going to happen next. And the next match we had, guys, was between Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Now, this was another good match, guys, that had some good action. You can tell both men have some great chemistry together and stuff. And uh, one of the things I liked about the match before the match even happened back on Raw, you had the proper sort of like realistic... Um, video of them going off at each other and stuff. I thought that was really, really cool. And also as well, I kind of feel like these two work really, really, really well together, which was really, really cool. Obviously, Seth Rollins won, which I think, even though the way that he won was quite definitive, but I felt like, but actually, Riddle can come back and fight against Rollins some more and stuff. And I think by seeing just how good these both men have such great chemistry together, that would be really, really cool. That would be really, really cool just to see what these two men can go off and do in the future because it will be interesting to see what matches they might bring in next. Because obviously, with uh, Matt Riddle's MMA background they might maybe bring in a match right the lines then again because you've got with Chippewa H Paul Levesque, uh running the creative of WWE it will be interesting just to see what the future holds for both men in this feud it's now time for the main event and this match is for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and it is between Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Now, guys, this was another great match that had an amazing crowd. I mean, the fact that the crowd were all singing, Oh, Drew McIntyre. You know, throughout the entire match, and even before the match even started and stuff, like when he came out. And what I really liked as well was they used the old film that he had. I'm a say goodbye, what is yours? Now is mine. You know, his Broken Dream song I thought was really well done as well. And it had him then come out in his actual film he has now. And you can see just a difference of him from like 10 years ago to now. Just how like ripped and more tougher he looks and stuff. I thought that worked really, really well. But also as well, I thought this match was just really well done. I mean, there was generally one moment I thought that Drew was going to win. And obviously you had Sota Okoa come out and, and cost uh, Drew the championship. And you had a moment as well where you thought... Oh, Austin Fury's going to cash in, but actually he gets stopped by Tyson Fury because earlier in the night, Tyson Fury gets pointed out to the crowd and you had even earlier from that, 
you had them talk about the match between the British Bulldog and Bret Hart, and you had Bret Hart shown off to the crowd and stuff. I thought it was really cool as well to to help remember that great match from 30 years ago and to also kind of put over this event for being the first in 30 years. But I just thought, you know, even though I was sad that Drew lost, he lost in such a way that he didn't make him look weak because he lost by a distraction and he took like five spears. It wasn't like he uh, lost to one spear straight away. And you had then after the match and after Roman won and celebrated, you had Titan Fury come into the ring, shake Roman's hand, and Roman and Satoa left. And then you had Titan Fury go to Drew, don't worry about it and stuff. And then they both start singing Don McLean's American Pie. My, my, Miss American Pie. I was a Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye. And then you had then Drew sign to then um, come back and start to like kind of pick himself up and stuff and talk to the crowd and stuff. Because obviously the crowd's a bit down because obviously their big guy lost. You were hoping it'll be first big event in the UK for 30 years in a stadium and stuff. You would have thought Drew was going to win. And then he then said to Tyson Fury, do you know any Sweet Caroline? And Tyson was like, no. And then after that, Drew was like, I find then And he was kind of like, I'm not sure if it's still on TV or not. And, you know, he started then singing the great song by Oasis. Probably my favourite Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger. Like, oh, Sally can wait. She knows it's too late as we're walking on by. Oh, sighs away. But don't look back in anger, I heard you say. And that was really cool to see as well. And then you had Drew... Say to the crowd, thanks for being so, so amazing and stuff and hope you see you again in the future. And I thought the way that it ended, even though, yes, I wanted Drew to win. Yes, it would have been really, really cool to have Drew finally beat Roman, break the 700 plus days of champion. But Paul of Triple H has his idea, has his plans in place. And hopefully in the future, maybe by WrestleMania time, they will have a proper reason to why it happened. And whoever does beat Roman, it will be a even more bigger and more epic moment. And guys, I'm now going to give you my match of the night and MVP. Well, my match of the night would have to go to Sheamus versus Gunther. I mean, this match was great. This match was probably, for me, a, a great four and a half to five star match. I mean, it was brutal. It had some great action. Both styles looked amazing. The fact that Sheamus was red as anything, putting over the brutality of Gunther. Gunther put over just how awesome and great Seamus is I just think for me if someone wants to watch two horses going out there putting on a great match putting on a match that lived up to the hype putting on a match that shows you the highlight for both men in my opinion in the WWE I recommend this match entirely because this match was just amazing and going into my MVP as well yes guys it's, it's the same two men too Seamus and Gunther I mean both men were great both men were so good the fact that by having Gunther be the champion, considering he was the longest reigning UK champion ever. Gunther beat the reigns of like Brock Lesnar and stuff and was besides Hulk Hogan in the last like 30 odd years, etc. Has the longest reign in any championship ever in the, in the WWE in, in that time and stuff. It's just really, really cool just to see them putting the IC Championship on Gunther, having him bring back the prestige of the championship where for me it was always the workhorse championship it was always a championship that would propel the star to the next level and stuff and I think for me having Gunther be that champion be that person to do it it helps put over 
the championship and also as well Gunther because he's amazing and he's just so, so good. But also as well, Sheamus being my MVP too. I mean, the fact that the crowd loved him. He was such a great um, hometown hero, as it were. And I think for me that even though he lost, he was able to show the crowd just how good he is, just how tough he is. And I just think for me, him being given that um, the round of applause, the adulation from the crowd was truly deserving. And I'm looking forward to hopefully these two men having another match in the future and maybe even having a six-man tag between Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. And my main takeaway, I would say, for this, guys, is I hope they do more shows like this in the UK. I hope they do something in Wembley Stadium, Stamford Bridge, New White Hart Lane, etc. And hopefully one day we might have a WrestleMania over here in the UK, because if they can see just how popular and how quickly the show sold out, just how great the crowd was, just how great the match show was itself by only being six matches and each match felt really important and was given time and stuff that I believe for me, WWE will be able to put on big, great events over here in the UK and show the world why the UK and Europe have some of the best fans in the world. And so then guys, that was my quick review of Clash at the Castle 2022. Let me know guys in the comments below what you thought about this show. And also as well guys, don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to No Wrestling 2 on all our. So don't forget as always guys to like, follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on social medias, podcasts and networks and YouTube too. Take care and always remember, so Sally can wait. She knows it's too late as we're walking on by. Oh, sighs away. But don't look back in anger, I heard you say. Hunter,